0: Hey everybody, we are doing something different for the podcast today and I am super excited because we are taking you behind the scenes of the recent virtual oncology physical therapy summit that PT Pintcast and I teamed up to do in April and it was an absolute smash hit. It was amazing. Everybody had such a fantastic time. The speakers really, really brought it and I'm very, very pleased to have been a part of something that I think is going to continue for a long time in the future, which is really, really cool. But anyways, before we jump into that, we are bringing you a sneak peek of what happened at the summit, specifically the presentation that I gave, which was busting the five most common myths around oncology physical therapy. Tune in and enjoy. Enjoy. Welcome to the Onco PT podcast where you'll learn from oncology experts, practitioners and patients to help you on your journey to become a confident and competent onco PT. Here's your host, Elise Decker. So what we're talking about is basically how you right now where you're at, can get started helping these patients and why you are indeed the therapist, the professional that these patients need. Um, a lot of times people are really intimidated when it comes to working with people who have a cancer diagnosis. They think, I don't have the education. I don't have the experience. I There's no way I can help them. And that's totally false. And you're we're gonna bust- talk about exactly why that you're is busted, false. You're busting myths. Let me get out of your right. way. That's bust- right. Five, let's knock them down. The stage is yours. That's right, everybody. So we are busting through the five myths that we hear most often about oncology physical therapy. So after today, you're going to know that no more, there's no excuses for why you, yes, you, can't make a positive impact in that patient's life that you're seeing and your entire community by working with patients after a cancer diagnosis. So let's dive in. Myth number one is I need a clinical rotation in oncology in order to help these patients. Well, guess what? The title of this presentation is Busting Five Myths. So we're busting this one right off the bat. You don't need an oncology rotation in school in order to start helping these patients. It's helpful to have a rotation, but it is not required. If it was required, we wouldn't, we wouldn't be where we're at right now. Most of the therapists that you're going to be hearing from today did not necessarily have a clinical rotation in oncology because what happens when you're out on your clinical rotations and what you're learning in school, these are the skills that you can apply to help every patient you encounter, no matter the diagnosis. Because at the heart of every patient that you encounter is a person, is a human. And we've got some fundamental similarities between humans that we learn about anatomically, you know, physiologically, but also psychologically that we are equipped to help as physical therapists, as PTAs. You have what it takes based on what you learn in school on your clinical rotations, no matter where they are, acute care. Inpatient, outpatient, home health, you are learning the skills you need to help this patient population regardless of the rotation that you're on. When you eventually go and get a job somewhere, again, maybe a rotation would be helpful, but it is not a prerequisite to get a job and start working and serving these patients wherever you end up. So do you need an oncology rotation? No. Now, myth number two, I need to go through an oncology residency program to know what I'm doing. There's a lot of rotations or residency programs that are popping up, which is really, really exciting, but they are not needed. They are not a you know must have in order to start working with patients who have a cancer diagnosis. You don't need a residency to help these patients. Again, it can be very helpful. There's a lot of mentorship that goes into these programs. You learn a lot of information, but you also learn a lot of information when you are out there with the patients, working with the people in your community, learning on basically on your feet how to do the thing. And if you're showing up here today, you're clearly invested in learning more about oncology physical therapy. So I think you've already made a really good step towards learning more about this. You don't need a residency in order to help these patients. Again, PT school, PTA school is equipping you with the basic information that you need in order to help patients that you encounter, period. No matter the location, no matter the setting that you're in, no matter the age range of patients, what you're learning in school is equipping you to help every human that you encounter. Some of them will happen to have a cancer diagnosis, and you are going to know basics of how to already help them. Again, going through and completing an oncology physical therapy residency is not a requirement to start helping people here and now. Again, it can be helpful. It can lay a lot of the groundwork, but it is not 100% necessary to actually start making a difference in your community. So myth number three here, I can't help these patients, patients who have a cancer diagnosis, unless I am a board certified oncology clinical specialist. Now there's a lot of excitement around the specialist exam right now. So it started a couple years ago. I think we just did our third cohort. I actually took the exam, but this is not a prerequisite to helping patients who have a cancer diagnosis. So we're busting through that myth already. You don't need to be a board-certified oncology clinical specialist to help these people. Again, it's nice. Preparing for the exam gives you a lot of information, but it is not a requirement to get out there and start helping people in your community. And on top of that, you actually have to be working with these patients before you're eligible to sit for the exam. So not only is it not a requirement, you can't even do it unless you have already been seeing patients for X amount of time. So for reference here, you either have to complete an oncology residency program, then take the exam, or which is the path that I took, you have to be practicing in oncology with oncology patients for, I think, 2000 hours, which is quite a bit. So you have to have that experience before you can even register and apply to take the exam. This is not a requirement for you getting out there, getting into your community and working with these patients, making a positive difference in your community. Now, myth number four, I'm not going to actually see these patients unless I'm working in an oncology specific location. This is probably one of the more common myths that I encounter in oncology physical therapy that people have in their minds about barriers to actually working with this really, really special patient population. And this is completely false. And let's talk about why. Patients with cancer are everywhere. We talked, so Scott's presentation earlier in the day talked about, I think by 2025, we're expecting there to, maybe it's actually this year, but sometime in the 2020s, we are expecting there to be 20 million people who have survived a cancer diagnosis, who have been diagnosed with cancer, anywhere along that cancer care continuum here. These patients are out there. Current projections are estimating that by 2025, 40% of Americans alive will go on to develop cancer at some point in their lifetime. 40%, 40% of our communities are going to be diagnosed with cancer at some point in their lifetime, which is absolutely bonkers. So the idea that we are only going to encounter these patients in very large metropolitan areas with really, really high tech, you know, big hospital systems is totally false. And we're ultimately setting ourselves up for failure by expecting that that is the only place that we can actually encounter patients. So I'll give you a quick story here. When I was first looking for a job in oncology physical therapy, I actually went to CSM and I said, hey, I'm going to graduate soon. I would really love to learn how I can get a job and start working with these patients. And I was told by someone, you have to go to New York. Well, I'm in Texas, if you didn't know, and I was gonna stay in Texas. So I said, no, 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 you don't understand. I'm in Texas, I need, I need to stay in Texas. And they said, oh, okay, you have to go to Houston. In Houston, there's MD Anderson, which is a really, really big, prominent cancer institution. And I said, no, no, no. I'm in Fort Worth. I wanted to stay in Fort Worth. I need something in Fort Worth. And I was met with, sorry, there's, there's just not anything that we know of there. So you're going to have to go to these really, really big places to actually help patients. And that was devastating because I knew, I knew in my heart that there were people here in Fort Worth, Texas, who were being diagnosed with cancer who needed my help. So this idea that we have to go to very specific places in very specific locations and settings to actually help these people is completely false. So get that out of your mind because we know that there are patients out there and they are honestly looking for you. Patients who have cancer, are seen in every treatment setting, period. Again, in acute care, inpatient rehab, outpatient, home health, everybody, everybody in their PT career will encounter patients who have a cancer diagnosis at some point in their lifetime. These patients are not just going to these big special oncology specific locations. A lot of times they're ending up in different PT practices all over the place. Sometimes they may not have access to these big cancer centers. Sometimes maybe they're done with treatment and they don't really have a need to go back to these, you know, cancer centers where they are, but they're having musculoskeletal issues that you can help them with. I can't tell you how many times my, pa- my husband is actually an orthopedic, um, athletic population physical therapist, and he is talking to me all the time. Hey, I have a patient who has this. So they're out there, it's a matter of, are we looking for them? And are we really seeing the patients that are out there? Because you're going to encounter them everywhere, every setting. Now myth number five, I think is one of the ones that we hold very deep within ourselves that is really, really detrimental to not just you as a practitioner, but also to our patients. So myth number five is, I don't know about enough about oncology, physical therapy, about OncoPT, to actually make a difference. I'm just not there yet. I just don't know it. I haven't taken enough courses. I haven't been practicing long enough. I'm just a student. What do I know? That's completely false because you have what it takes to help these patients. These are the only three things you need to actually help a person after a cancer diagnosis. Passion to serve, passion to help these people. Number two, enthusiasm to learn. We're always going to be learning. We are in a learning profession. Never mind just the physical therapy side of things to keep up on, but the oncology side of things. But again, you're here. You're already making the right steps. And then number three, resources to lean on. Again, we always need to be learning, staying on top of things and making sure that we are implementing the best level of care possible for our patients. If you have these three things, passion, enthusiasm, and the resources, you're going to be just fine. This is exactly what you need to be able to help your patients real time where they're at. And if you're here You have that. So what are you waiting for? New patients are being diagnosed with cancer every single day. We need more of y'all who are excited, passionate, enthusiastic, and ready to dive in to help these people. Now, there may be things that you don't know, but that's okay because the most important part about OncoPT is the relationship that you build between you and the human in front of you. So even if you don't know exactly what you need to be doing with this patient or all the specifics about the treatments or all the side effects that these patients may experience, you have the capacity to affect positive change in the human in front of you. And I think this this quote by Milo Angelo is really important and really appropriate here. So it says, I've learned that people will forget what you said. People will forget what you did but people will never forget how you made them feel. And I don't know of a place where this is more appropriate and impactful and true than an OncoPT, because patients often are going to forget what we tell them, you know, what we're educating them on. People are going to forget, probably not remember the different interventions that we, we do together, but they remember the positive difference that you are making in their lives and helping them navigate, which is arguably the worst diagnosis that they will ever encounter. You are enough and your patients deserve for you to show up for them because you can help them. You the practitioner, you the student right now, you are enough to help people right now. And I cannot wait to work with you more, call you my colleague, and ultimately serve these patients that need us so much. So thank you so much. If you want more, I do have a private Facebook group that you are welcome to join um, where we come together and we talk and we share about different patients that we're experiencing, that we're working with, and different ways that we are making positive differences in our communities. So thank you so very much for listening to my presentation today. I really Really appreciate you. Wow. The chat was loving that one, Elise. Thank you. Thank you for doing that. Thank you. Um, experiences so far, just watching the chat, giving this presentation, you're kind of playing a dual role, right? Emceeing with me and then also I giving. Am, you- yeah. How's it feeling so far? Oh my gosh. Like, I feel like normally at this time, this is the p- time of morning where I'm like dragging, like, oh, okay, probably should get more tea. But I mean, like, this is just. The energy just keeps going up, which is amazing this this doesn't happen in all of the virtual conferences I've been to yet. This is so cool. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Onco PT podcast. For more episodes, visit the oncopt.com.